0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Below Average Joe's MMA podcast episode number 90. 90? 10 away from triple digits. Triple
1: digits? digits? Woo!
0: We're here. It's a Wednesday. Uh, I was about to say a beautiful Wednesday, but... (laughs) It's snowing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's April. It's snowing. We live in Ohio. You know the drill. Uh, That sucks. But, um, yeah, this episode will be... A little extra special, yes, even if is. the weather outside is anything but. I'm Noah B. That's Dominic Salee. We're midway through the week. How are you, my friend?
1: Midway through the week. Hey, it's been, it's been a good week so far. A great week to come. A great weekend coming up. We've got some friends coming up. We've got some fights coming up. We've got some good food lined up in the weekend. <laughs> it's just a good week. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode. This is your baby here. Really, both of these last two special episodes, you have birthed into existence.
0: (laughs) Okay? Yeah. So uh... I'm excited.
1: This is a really unique idea. It's based upon three title fight cards. Obviously, this weekend, we get the eighth installment of a three Mm -hmm. title fight card. Mm -hmm. So what better way? I love it.
0: No, Great setup there to way introduce what we're talking about today. You're right. It is the history of three title fight cards in the UFC, which... It's kind of an interesting subject because I don't think I've really heard anybody deep dive into these like this, really. So welcome to the podcast. Yeah, (laughs) breaking new ground here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this will be this Saturday, the 8th of the UFC's three title fights cards. We just had one a couple months ago. We're still going to talk about it. But, you know, it's funny when you look back at kind of when these cards happened. They're so staggered. It's very staggered, but they're stacked together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for like three at a time. So kind of wondering if that's going to be a trend. It always seems like it's very random. You know, yeah. obviously right now, COVID stuff, it's... The fact that
1: we're getting two within a, a month and a half of each other, is that's pretty crazy. I mean,
0: I know they stacked this one this Saturday because it's the first one with yeah, fans true, back. True. So it's uh, probably an outlier, but yeah, it's true. just very interesting the way that it's kind of, once you visualize it see it in front of you it's just very interesting
1: and i mean think about how hard that is to get three champions on a card yeah. i mean people are always injured and just staggered on when they fight so
0: to be able to line up three out of
1: what 12 divisions i mean that's hard to do
0: well it's and what's funny is it's easier today yeah but you go back to the the, the, good, the, one the, we're the good old about. days uh you could never get that many and yeah. i mean they did it once and We'll talk about why they probably didn't do it again for a yeah, while. People
1: are gonna see this if they're watching on YouTube or like on our social medias and be like, Wait,
0: what's that one up there in the corner? <laughs> so yeah, yeah let's but, go. So we're gonna go in reverse chronological order. Yes. So we're gonna start with the newest cards first. The one we just talked and about. And then we'll go all the way back to the very first time the UFC did this. Just cause this newest one here we did already Fresher memory on yeah, these. You know, we've already talked about this card and The one before it even a little bit. So, the most recent three-title fight card that the UFC has held was UFC 259. Yeah. Held on March 6th of 2021 at the UFC Apex. We had our main event, Jan Blahovich, the light heavyweight champion, going up against Israel Adesanya, who was the middleweight champion. Co-main event? The GOAT. Amanda Nunes, the women's featherweight champion, defending... Against Megan Anderson. And then the men's bantamweight champion, Peter Jan, defending against Aljamain Sterling. Yep. So, what, you know, I know we've talked about this. This one might it's be very a little fresh, different. But yeah. As a whole, when you're talking about three title fights here. that Yeah, only got. looking
1: at the title fights.
0: What okay. were your thoughts on these fights and kind of... You know, the matchup, the stacking of the card, whatever whatever we, what were your overall thoughts of kind of this these three fights as a whole? So Sterling Yawn. Yeah. Crazy high
1: pace. Great fight, <laughs> to be truthful with you.
0: It's still I still picked it my fight of the night.
1: Um, and the worst possible ending that you could've yeah, had. Yeah, literally such a great fight. the worst. Um, obviously we know that Sterling comes away and new because of an illegal <laughs> knee disqualification of Pewter Yawn. Uh, you know, really just terrible stuff. You hated to see it, especially in a fight where Jan was really starting to pour it on in that one. After Sterling had started so strong, Jan was coming back looking like a true champion. It was very unfortunate. Now, co-main event. Or do you want to go back and forth on our faults with each fight? I guess we should do that. Huh? Yeah, that's fair. Your thoughts on Sterling. Yeah, I Jan? mean,
0: come on, man. Like, I still picked it to be my fight of the night for yeah. that card. Which probably doesn't speak too well <laughs> to the rest of the card, main card-wise. But... Um, it was a great fight, and it's such a shame that that's the way it ended, and all the fallout from it's been really messy. You know, there's even accusations to today, of cheating on Aljo's part, or um, I don't know if cheating is the right word, uh, playing it up. Yeah, you know, not really being as hurt as he said he was, um, and he's turned into a heel. And now, well, now he's got neck surgery, yeah. so that fight there's probably going to be an interim belt yeah, brought just- in. Very messy for a, division, for a division. For a division that's so stacked, it's just unfortunate. I and mean, it was on fire. It was know? just unfortunate that we're being introduced to interim champion, things like that. When man, it's just if the fight had just you know, it, it all really is Jan's fault. He's one it through the knee, but man, you just you hate to see it go that way. Yeah. Um, as for the co-main event, I, I, mean, the, the, I mean, was it ever any doubt? That's true. She's the goat. She's the goat. Megan Anderson, good, but. Not good enough. Not there's levels. Yeah. (laughs) Hit Amanda Two times technically twice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Amanda just destroyed her. Yeah, and then locked her in that triangle arm bar. I mean destroyed her on the feet, rocked her with the right hand. She's
0: just so fun to watch. The ways the the ways that she finds to kind of put these people out or you know sometimes when her opponents do do go all five rounds, it's so shocking exciting to watch like Felicia Spencer. Yeah. But um here, you know, Megan was an opponent that I thought could hang in there for five rounds,
1: and it's shown the one punch power has shown yeah. dangerous from the back, and just, just didn't have a chance. Yeah. wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And we're at the point now with Amanda where it's just mm-hmm. we feel privileged to watch her. That's that's the point where we're at. It's mm-hmm. really like Tyson esque from boxing in the day back in the day. It's just it's crazy. She's approaching. The Demetrius Johnson numbers, the Anderson Silva numbers, the John Jones numbers. It's just, it's mind-boggling. She's finishing fights. Her resume is untouchable in women's mixed martial arts. And she's only going to keep going. And now Mm -hmm. she's booked to freaking defend her other title later this year. So, she's truly special. Agreed. And then the main
0: event. Is this the lone champ-champ fight of all seven of these (coughs) cards? Uh, No. McGregor-Alvarez. Yes. True, true. Yeah. So... Besides that, though, I'm pretty sure the rest yeah. of them are. And, yeah, it's very interesting, right? Blahovich kind of the... Came out of nowhere, won the light heavyweight belt. Nobody really thought he would. Mm-hmm. Put here against, people are saying, the next coming of Anderson Silva, the next great in the UFC kind of, kind of deal. He's really being molded into being like a top 10 level fighter. He was undefeated. And, yeah. And... You know, much of the talk going in was that, you know, Blahovich just wasn't going to be able to hang with the speed of Izzy, with the technique of Izzy. That kickboxing is just another level. And he did that and then some. Yeah, he did that. Commentary might not have made you believe that. Yeah, that's very true. But not only did Blahovich out wrestle and showed the holes in Izzy's kind of wrestling defense, but also kind of went tit for tat with him and the in the the He was very
1: competitive, yeah.
0: Um, Early on, Izzy definitely had his way with it a little bit. You know, Blahovic very much reacting to every feint that Izzy threw. But I think once once Blahovic felt Izzy's power and was like, oh, I can take that, then I think he just got more comfortable. And I think it was
1: the opposite to where Izzy started feeling 205 (laughs) power. He's like, oh, okay. This guy doesn't hit like (laughs) 185 or so. Yeah. And Jan Blahovic and still defends the, the title.
0: Overall. Not that great of a fight, though, if I'm being honest. It's, you know, it's not bad. Like, I think you even said it was your fight of the night. It's, you know, the later rounds it gets... Blurridge did did what he had to do to win. He took the fight to the ground, exposed the weakness in Izzy's game, but it's just not the most exciting to watch. He just kind of plods, lays on him. You know, it is what it is. Right. First couple rounds were a little bit better, but overall, even with the shitty ending, I'm still saying that Jan Sterling was the better fight overall. And maybe that's kind of a testament for these three fights. You know, you do get the exciting finish in the co-main event, but overall, probably not one of the better three title fight cards.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm.
0: So now we're going to back up to Backing UFC up.
1: 251. July 2020, the first. Pay per view back, um, in our in Fight Island, I should say the first yeah. event of Fight Island. Shoo yep. we, it was a banger.
0: July twelfth, twenty twenty, in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island, the debut of it. We've talked about this card a decent amount at this point, but we got three title fights again. Like <laughs> obviously, starting with the main event, welterweight title on the line, Kamara Usman. Going up against Jorge Masvidal. Took the fight on six days' notice. That fight's very relevant. Yes, very. <laughs> because it's being run back. In on Max another three-fight title. This Saturday. Yep. Co-main event, a rematch. Featherweight belt, Alexander Volkanovsky looking to get his first title defense over Max Holloway, who he had taken the belt from in another three-title fight card. Yeah, yep. That we will talk about. And then we had a vacant belt. Henry Cejudo vacates the Bantamweight belt after beating Dominic Cruz at UFC two forty nine. Pewteryan, Jose Aldo are plucked here yep. to battle it out. Very odd match matchup. It <sighs> this is really where Jan Sterling should have happened. That's or true. Jan Sanhagen, depending on or Jan anyone or no, else. Sterling had beat Sanhagen the month prior, yeah. UFC two fifty. So it should have been if if uh, Sterling could have went turned around. Yeah. Should have been Jan Sterling here. What were your thoughts though on the Jan Aldo fight? Peter Jan did get the TKO. Insanely competitive to start. Um, awesome fight, I thought.
1: Awesome fight, but man, the late rounds, <laughs> Jan kind of brutal to watch. Oh man, hard I mean, to watch a little. Bit. Let's be honest, probably not the best stoppage. Could have been stopped sooner. Hell yeah, it should have really never went into that fifth round. I mean, he beat Jose into a bloody pulp. And it, was, it just sucked even more to see because it was like, ah, oh, Jose shouldn't have even been in this fight. But they put him into it, and then he just gets punished for it. And Jan really showed how dominant he was. That was kind of his coming out party. Because he was just a silent assassin. No yeah. one had, there wasn't much known You're about, about him. Yeah, just worked his way up to the rankings. All of a sudden he's fighting for a title against a legend.
0: I mean, UFC 2, actually on that 245 card, which again we're going to get to. He was on the undercard there where he knocked out Uriah Faber. That was brutal. Brutalized him. Brutal. Then he Two brutalized... legends in a row. And then Aldo here, who most everybody was like, why is this guy fighting for the title? Yeah. We know how great Aldo is. You know, legendary, you know, fighter. One of the best featherweights of all time. Why was he fighting for the Bantamweight belt? Mm-hmm. Coming off a loss in his debut in the division to Marlon Rice. I don't care what your thoughts are on that fight, but he's still technically lost. Yep. And then he's putting this title fight with Peter Jan. And really, Peter Jan, you could argue, hadn't really earned it yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, especially considering his most recent fight prior was against Uriah Faber.
0: I mean, if you really wanted to go off of merit, Marlon Rice probably should have been in there somewhere at the time. Yeah. And Aljamain Sterling. But Peter Jan, I get it. He ends up winning the fight, and he's looked really good since. So, I mean... Straight killer. Yeah, it's it's hard to kind of look back and put those kind of glasses on and look at it from a from a lens of that time. Yeah, but that was kind of my thoughts at the time. Was like, why is it Marlon Mairice in this fight? I don't care. Like, I thought he won against Aldo personally, mm-hmm. yeah. but a lot of people didn't, including the boss, and that's why. And that's was, why he got the
1: title fight, you know.
0: But I thought this was a great fight. Aldo gets hurt early. With a liver shot, I believe. Yeah. Bounces back, though, stays in the fight, but then Jan just too much. Four or much. five was bad. Jan was just too much, but it was still a great fight. Now let's get into the co main event. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you start.
1: The rematch. Volkanovski Holloway 2. He took the crown from Holloway after Max had a 13 fight win streak at 145 pounds with multiple title defenses. And, uh,. I mean, as close of a fight as you're going to have in terms of scoring, back and forth, just a striking, very technical battle. Max had his moments in round one and two where he knocked Volk down in both rounds. Mm-hmm. Round three being the round. how it, And it usually is that way in these five-round uh, five title Client, fights. razor thin decisions. Um, I rewatched watched Nunez-Shivchenko 2 last night. It was the same way, that third round. And it was the case for this one. That third round is the
0: deciding factor.
1: Flip a coin, and that's who wins it. You know, rounds four and five, while still competitive, you lean toward Volk.
0: So let me ask you something then, because mm-hmm. you put it in good terms right there—razor thin, very close. But why are why is everybody, including me and you, so stuck on Holloway being the winner of this fight? If it's as close as you say it is, and as I agree that it is, I think it's because
1: everyone loves Max Holloway. But see, that
0: true. to me, that's not fair. That's I not know, to because hold.
1: no one should hate Volkanovsky. He's an incredible fighter an incredible <laughs> person. That's why I'm so excited for him to be on Tough. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. To me, I, mean, I, remember to the fight, MMA community, I remember the
0: fight being very close. Truthfully, haven't watched it since. That's another fight I need to go back and watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Yet, everybody was so angry. Yeah. You were so well, angry. Well, you know
1: what I think I think a lot of people, at least in the immediate aftermath, thought or were so mad was because a lot of people scored the first fight even that was for Max. Now, that, I think, is a clear decision win. I think that's why a lot of people were still mad. I've seen a lot of people that are still upset about the first fight.
0: I I thought the first fight was clearly a Volkanovski 4-1.
1: Yeah, and I think that was still, I don't know, just clear in people's heads. I'll tell you what I think.
0: Again, being Max. What I think this this could be a result of is this is a so Max had lost to Volk lost his belt to Volk, gets this rematch here. Even, no matter how close you thought it was, if you scored it for Max and then he loses, you go oh shit he's now lost twice. Yeah. To Volkanovsky. how's he ever going to get another shot? Right. That that could be a case where it's like people just not wanting to give up. They didn't on know Max. what was next for yeah.
1: Max. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Because I remember thinking it was really close, but I also remember being, like, pissed that I thought the judges got yeah. it wrong. Yeah. But usually I don't get upset. when, I mean, when these are... There's been some egregious... Yeah. You know... Chris, this was not, Chris not Lee, a robbery. Chris Lee with, like... Even though RDA won the fight... Yeah. He scored it for
1: Paul Felder, didn't he? Yeah, 3-2 to two Paul Felder. Paul didn't <laughs> win a round.
0: Paul so, didn't win a minute of that fight. <laughs> so, um... You look at something like that, and I get pissed about that. Yeah. But when you have these really close fights that could go either way, I tend to just be kind of like, oh, okay, that's not how I scored it, but fair play. This fight, though, as close as it was, I was still a little bit more like, come on, man. I'm like, you guys just kind of fucked over Max Holloway. Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know. The
0: fight itself, though, not it was cool. It was good.
1: Yeah, yeah a very technical kickboxing very, match. Very, very technical. Yeah. You know, Best As moments. Expected out rounds, it. Well,
0: actually, probably another reason more people were obsessed because if you go by damage. The two knockdowns were. The two crucial. knockdowns. Yeah. Volk never Volk had never a knockdown like that. Never had that. Even and though that's, had that's not how MMA scoring yeah, is. Round by round. Or ground. boxing. You know, it's the same scoring. People got to get that out of their heads. Yeah. Overall, though, the best moments of this fight are in the first two rounds when Holloway does drop Volk multiple times. Yeah. As the fight goes on, it kind of... Basically, by like halfway through round three, I just knew this fight was going to a decision. Yeah. I think that's why it just isn't as interesting when you get later in. Because it's like, all right, we're going to the judges' scorecards.
1: It's odd. Um, Historically, (laughs) Max gets better as the fight goes on. So, to see him lose four and five was strange. And then, of course, we know the fight that he bounces back with against Cater. He put on one of the best performances in UFC history. So... It was a very strange two-fight kind of just outlier. I don't want to say an outlier because, again, Volkanovski is an incredible fighter. This yeah, guy it's hasn't speak.
0: lost since, like, his debut. It's got to speak to the Volkanovski. is that good, you know.
1: So, phew, main event, I guess. Main
0: event, it's the first know. time Kamaru Usman fought Jorge Masvidal. Usman retains.
1: You guys are going to be hearing a lot about this this week.
0: Oh, man. Um, where to begin with this one? Shout out to Jorge for taking the fight, six days notice, right? Shout out to Kamaru for, for agreeing to yep, take the fight. Good point, good point. So you got these guys coming in, six days notice to fight each other. Highly anticipated. Highly anticipated. What was supposed to be Usman Burns. Right. Burns drops out, six days out, obviously, yeah. due to COVID. In steps Jorge Masvidal, who is, at this point... UFC 251 is the biggest star in the UFC outside of Conor McGregor.
1: Yeah, and Conor wasn't active then, so technically I'll say he was. Well, he fought fought in in January, but
0: But, and his star power definitely made this event a big success. One point three million buys. The fight itself, though. (laughs) Hey, he looked good in round one. Yeah, early on, though, Masvidal. The threat was real. The threat. Usman looked a little shook. The, the body kicks uh, that um, Jorge was Jorge landing. Jorge came right out. And as so a, aggressive. When you're a striker and you're going up against a wrestler, you're immediately told don't to be a little bit more conservative with your leg kicks because wrestlers can easily just grab it, take you down. So leg kicks tend to be neutralized when you're going up against a wrestler. Masvidal said, eh. Masvidal said, I'm going to throw him harder. He looked like he was trying <laughs> to kick a tree down. Yeah, and... Truthfully, I think he was hurting. Oh, they were hurt. Usman was feeling him. Yeah. But once as his I ass just said, Once his ass hit the once canvas. Again, yeah. Grabs the leg on one of them, gets him down. And then copy and paste. And as the fight goes on, it's just. Uh, Toe stomps, clinch work. Yeah. Rounds. This fight really hurt Usman for a while, too, in the eyes of fans. I mean, I remember how mad everybody was at the end of this. We were all kind People of. People were just angry after we this We were court. all kind of stubborn after this event because. Max Holloway, we everybody thought he was robbed. And then you get the main event. And even, I don't even think it was because Jorge didn't win. It was just a boring fight, yeah. truthfully. Well, it was <laughs> such a
1: uh, massive fight. Obviously, on six days notice, it played out completely different. That's the whole point of the rematch, I guess, quote-unquote, that we're going to see this weekend. But so many people wanted to see this for so long, yet the only time we got to see it, was on six days' notice. Both guys weren't prepared for each other. We saw the result. So, yeah, this weekend will give us a better
0: indicator. Yeah, but this fight is, ugh, yeah, not good. Right? Let's go back again. <laughs> well, let's just say USC two fifty one for all the hype, for all the shine, because it is the debut of Fight Island. When you really look at it like these three title fights. I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah. Aldo, Jan's a good fight, yeah, but it goes on too long. Yeah. Volkanovski Holloway's a fine... If you like technical striking. Yeah, it's a good fight, but also just gets a little repetitive. Yeah. Usman, Masvidal, just... Meh, don't need to see that ever again. But we are. But we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, once again, we're kind of like, yeah, these three title fight cards so far not really delivering. Well, I think it's going to turn around here soon. Yeah. And speaking of
1: the king... Of three title fight cards. (laughs) UFC two forty five headlined by Kamaru Usman Mm -hmm. in his first title defense.
0: Yeah, interesting. This is really interesting going reverse order because I'm like trying to like (laughs) switch my brain. So UFC two forty five happened on December fourteenth, twenty nineteen, at the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Headlined by, as you mentioned. Kamaru Usman, who is now the welterweight champion at this point. Pretty fresh. He won the belt in, like, March, I want to say, of Yeah, March of that year. His first title defense been against Colby Covington. Blood rivals. The fight that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Co-main event. Max Holloway. <laughs> oh, and who? <laughs> the best featherweight of all time. Looking to add another, another feather in the cap. Yeah. Against... The former men's rugby player, Alexander Volkanovski. Yeah, 214-pound rugby
1: player. That fight sounds familiar. Yeah, it
0: does. Huh. And women's oh, bantamweight. Wait, the queen. Amanda Nunes looking to defend against the inaugural yes. UFC true, true. women's featherweight champion, Jermaine Durandamy. But this one happened at bantamweight. This one, this one did happen at bantamweight. So, starting with Amanda GDR... Um, you know, GDR at least... We saw Amanda get threatened. This is definitely... This feels very similar to what we just talked about with Usman Masvidal. Yeah. But maybe even more so for GDR. Yeah. Like, GDR at least showed that she could hang with Nunes on the feet. It was like the one of the few times we've seen Amanda get threatened. Honestly, GDR is probably a more... Accomplished, she's, definitely, she's probably got more of a pedigree in her striking than Nunez does.
1: Oh, she has more pedigree than a lot of the women. Well, because in the she, I mean,
0: you look at just the amount that that woman has accomplished, mm-hmm. especially with when it comes to her striking, is just world class. Whew. And she's got the power to back it up. Yes, she does. So you saw Amanda definitely. Uh, she
1: had a game plan and stuck to it, huh?
0: Yeah. So Amanda completely turned into a wrestler. Turned into Habib. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And it was really—I mean, I thought it was fun to watch. I've went back and watched it since. Again, not the most exciting fight in the she world. She
1: shows how good she is everywhere. But I would
0: just this is how I get with Amanda fights. I just like just amazed at how she does it. Yep. This is not a woman who is the best wrestler in the world she doesn't have like a wrestling background necessarily, but here she is taking down the number one contender in her division like it's nothing. She has G D R for man, everything. That takedown defense was frustrating to watch. Yeah, it was. It just Never really able to uh, just really... She, the, I, she
1: was not prepared for all that wrestling. No. It showed. And, and again, Amanda just has answers for every situation. It, it's why she's the GOAT and why she has so many records and is going to keep breaking records more than likely.
0: Mm-hmm. So then you get to the co-main event. and We've already kind of talked about this yeah, matchup, sure. but it was the first time it happened. Volkanovski... This show's heartbreaking. ...defeats Max Holloway for his title. You know why I think it's so heartbreaking... Because you couldn't take anything away from Volkanovski on that night.
1: You know what I just thought about? Sorry, before we get more into the fight. Back to your question about the Holloway thing at 251. Yeah. If you think about it, Max lost the belt at 245, like we're about to talk about. He lost to Volk at 251. He had also lost in his quest to become the lightweight champion. So he had lost three of his last four fights after 251. I'm glad you you said three of his last four. Frankie Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Yeah, he did defend against Frankie. But so yeah. that was just another piece. I just That's thought true. about that. I mean,
0: we were wondering. I remember I picked Calvin Cater to win. Yeah. I said, maybe, it, he was just in a weird place. I said, maybe the best days of Max are a little behind him.
1: And then he had the best performance yeah, ever. Yeah,
0: then just shut me up. So anyway, <laughs> anyway,
1: so 245.
0: Yeah, so Max Holloway had looked unbeatable, really, at this division. You look at the performance against Brian Ortega, even Frankie Edgar, who nobody really thought Edgar should be in that position, but still won the fight. But yeah, he did lose the Dustin Poirier, and that was a fight I thought Max was gonna win. That was such a great fight. It was a good fight. So then Max again goes back down, beats Frankie, and then he gets this fight. This is similar to the second fight, but more um,
1: swayed toward Volkanovski's yeah, success. Yeah, to
0: me, I had it four to one Volkanovski. And
1: holy moly, leg kicks. That's and that's. That's why, literally why he won the fight.
0: I mean, I mean don't about get me wrong, talk he, about he a, landed Talk about a game but, plan.
1: Shoo, We had never seen it against Max. Yeah, had, sure. I mean,
0: shoo. It's so weird how in the last couple of years, like, something that's so simple in MMA, like a leg kick, like something that's just a day one, where you can visualize it. You, When you think of striking in MMA, you don't think of just punches, you think of kicks as well. Yeah. Yet, We've seen in these fights, time and time again, these high-profile title fights or just high-profile fights in general, where these simple leg kicks, it's like the other guy's just not ready for it. Yeah. This fight, McGregor Poirier too with Man. the calf kicks—they're coming
1: even more prominent now.
0: That yeah, it's just this is like a kind of an outlier. These were like of, the
1: old-fashioned leg kicks. Yeah. I mean, he landed calf kicks as well, but he was going to the thigh. I mean, he, in inside leg kicks, outside leg kicks—it's just that, something. But, but
0: yet, Max was. No and answers. His legs were getting beat
1: up. Yeah, the fact that he even went I know he was hurting the next day, but <laughs> the fact that he was even walking after five rounds is crazy.
0: And this and you know, it was just the end of an era in a lot of ways. Like I, I never really was sure Volkanovsky was ever gonna really be that guy. And now like a title now. holder. Yeah. But yeah, I mean just you look at his his story it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. and such a humble person, genuine human. I mean, you look at the history of being the guy that played men's rugby at over 200 pounds. Crazy.
1: (laughs) He fought it. He fought all the way down to featherweight. I mean, this guy fought it. Like, light heavyweight in New Zealand, middleweight, welterweight, all the (laughs) way down. I
0: just, for being a guy that started (laughs) MMA so late in life, I just thought for sure, like, this guy's... Good, but I don't know if he'll ever really be great. And he's world class. World class. With one loss. put on a performance of his life against Max here. Has beat the best featherweight ever twice. Yep. Whether you like it or not, people. Whether we like it or not, he's beat him twice. And now he's about to be the coach of the rebranded
1: Ultimate Fighter.
0: With. Brian Brian Ortega. Ortega. Crazy. So, a great matchup there. Yeah.
1: And then. I thought it was a good fight, though. Oh, it was a good fight. Yeah, for sure. But. Olby Main event. The second best fight of the year in
0: 2019. Ooh, wow. Usman. Crazy Colby to say Covington. this was the second best. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because Adesanya Gastelum yeah. might have something to say about that. But Kamaru Usman, Colby Coveyton. Man,
1: mean, did it deliver? It over-delivered. No one expected this. No one.
0: Five-round war. People thought
1: we were just going to see a bunch of grappling exchanges.
0: I remember being like, I don't care about this fight. <laughs> I was like, man, I mean, like, it was the rightful number one and two. So in that way, I was like, okay. Like, I'm glad this matchup's being made, but I'm like, man, this fight's going to be boring as shit. I said, these two guys, I'm like... if I want to go to bed, I'm going to watch Kamara <laughs> Usman or Colby Covington fight. This was the fight that made you stay up till 4 a.m. in reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was just me being stupid back then. These guys are fantastic fighters.
1: No one thought that two grapplers were going to go tit for tat, shot for shot. This fight really
0: up. changed a lot in how I view MMA fights or how I break them down. To see two guys that are so specialized in an aspect of MMA wrestling, yeah, for both of them to basically cancel each other out and then Beat just the have a of battle it. of the two air, of the areas where they're not as it turned highly, into a battle of wills yeah not yeah really it did the areas where they're not as highly regarded in it's just like okay who's better who's got the more power who's going to land the perfect shot cuz really truthfully the fights a little sloppy but that's because you got two guys that aren't natural Natural strikers. Yeah, and they had a boxing match. Yeah, but it's this so was a, much... This wasn't even a <laughs> kickboxing match. But it's match. so much fun to watch. Yeah. And ultimately, Usman breaks Colby's jaw. Finishes him in the finishes fifth. Finishes him in the fifth round. The way he finished him, I mean... With 50 seconds left. Like, just... It, it felt like it was like a Rocky movie. Yeah, it was crazy. What
1: a fight, man. And Those it was a guys. fight that I...
0: I don't know if, how it would have went if it went to the judges' scorecards, but I had the fight <sighs> scored for Colby at that Imagine point.
1: Imagine if it would have... Holy. So,
0: what a fight, though. That's
1: got to be one of the biggest what-ifs in MMA history right there. <laughs> yeah. What a fight. So I mean, how much more can you even say about that fight?
0: And You know what's weird is, even coming off that fight, it's like Usman still didn't get the respect for a long time. Yeah. Really, just now. The four guys just now getting it after beat Just now, we're starting to hear him getting more respect. This was this is a fight that happened two years ago,
1: and you saw how pissed he was when he beat Burns recently. Like, put some respect on my name because
0: we just talked about two fifty one. That would be his next title defense, and everybody's like, "Oh, he's a boring fighter." Bitch, six months ago, <laughs> he had a fight of the year. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, it's just an interesting MMA community, and don't be wrong, like. The 30% Kamaru, that was a different version, but this guy ever since then has turned into a different fucking beast.
0: This definitely feels like one of the better three title fight guards.
1: Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, that poster is so sick. I know not everybody can see this, but it's like kind of an old school like, boxing poster yeah, almost. Love a little oh, bit. That's sick.
0: Yeah, I like it. So that's 245. That's 245. Now we take a little gap. Now it's a gap, like we talked about. <laughs> So yeah, 259, 251, 245. That's it's all. about to have 261. Yeah. <laughs> but then if you go to the one before that. It's been a bit. UFC 217. In New York City. November 4th, 2017 at the Met. Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York. This is the best three title fight. Card. Oh, it's the best one, and it's one of the best cards in UFC <laughs> this history. This is awesome, man! Absolutely. Same. Um, and the reason why it's one of the best cards of all time is for the three title fights. History. So this is going to be fun. History. Um, let's just. Okay, let me just. I think start. you just tell them what happened. Uh, all three title fights, and all new. three and new. Crazy, come on, man! Crazy. That, that's if that's ever replicated, <laughs> we're in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. So. Main event. Holy. Middleweight belt. Who? Michael Bisping.
1: Who? GSP?
0: Versus the returning George St. Pierre. Middleweight? Co-main event. Bantamweight. Bad blood. Ah, oh, shit. Cody Garbrandt. Our looking Ohio to get boy. his first title defense. He was fighting for his boys. Yeah. Fighting for Uriah and the boys. Yeah, yep. Against TJ Dillashaw, the defense. The, the snake in the, the grass. snake in the grass, yeah. And then women's strawweight, Ioana Young-Jane-Chick. Thug Rose. Ioana looking to take the next step and possibly becoming the best women's fighter of all time. Going up against a little Rose Namajunas. The birth of that
1: legendary call by Daniel Cormier. So yeah, let's
0: just start. Thug Eat Rose TKO's in the first You one. talk about shocking the world. Ah, nobody thought Rose no had a chance. No one thought Rose had a chance. This well, was when Joanna was just... Look at the stare down before the fight. Rose is doing the, the Lord's, Lord's Prayer, prayer.
1: while Joanna's up in her face. Oh, my God.
0: You just go, this poor girl. Oh, man. This poor girl. Joanna had
1: gotten so good at that mental fortitude against people, <sighs> man. Just getting into their heads and beating them. She was the female version of what Connor used to do, really. That's what she was. She was so intense. It, it was just sickening. And to see what Rose came out and did... Wow. I mean just Starched her. Star yeah. Really, she her. did. I mean, knocked her out three minutes into the first round, dropped her dropped once her prior once. before yep. that, and then literally beat her to where Joanna tapped from strike. Yeah, she did. It was crazy.
0: That you that remind, it's so reminiscent of like G S P. losing to Matt Sarah. Yeah tapping the strikes you're like what that's how it felt
1: that's, that's how that big Joanna was, was I mean, then well, too think you know? about
0: rose beating Joanna at her game though like i mean yeah we're talking about
1: a world-class
0: muay thai
1: champion this was this was she had six title defenses this was going to be her seventh and that's rose's the most
0: professional record was she most. had less than 15 professional fights at this point she still does yeah.
1: <laughs> it's crazy She's around like 10 She, she was still so young at this point and still is now and to do what she did to Joanna and then beat her again in the rematch, which again, that's not part of this episode, but I just had to say it. She beat Joanna twice. So <laughs> when Rose did this, like 217, unbelievable, draw, jaw dropping, no one saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Thug
0: Rose! Yep. Daniel, thug Rose! One of the most iconic calls from a commentator. And it's the same thing over and over, but yep, just it, thug pure Rose, shock. Yeah, That's
1: what everybody was feeling. It was crazy, and so to everybody got an MSG.
0: So I guarantee everybody's watching that, and they go, "Man, this cannot be topped." Yeah. Well. Well. got yeah, Two more. Yeah. Cody Garbrandt. Hey, he's a friend of the podcast.
1: I mean, no shit. We got pictures with him, autographs, yeah. everything.
0: He's Ohio boy. He's We're our boy. Ohio
1: boys. We're boys. Cody.
0: He had won the belt from uh, Mister Dominic, Cruz. and one of the
1: greatest. Title fight victories you ever see. So
0: here he's placed with T.J. Dillashaw. A lot of bad blood the bad there. blood. Yeah. I mean, this was in this was my main event going into this. Yeah. Because I was a big Cody fan. I the was rivalry. really into the rivalry massive right now. Yeah. And what a slugfest! <laughs> this, so was Cody, this was my fight of the night. Hey, you
1: give that first round five ten more seconds, Cody's probably in still. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, he it's dropped. crazy. did he drop TJ? TJ bad didn't at the end of the first. Dropped him. Yeah. Went in for the ground and pound and everything, and the round ends. Then. Gets up, flips him off. <laughs> then we saw the overzealous Cody. The yeah. birth of overzealous Bur- Cody. The birth of seeing red. Three straight, just weird <sighs> performances from Cody, yeah. where he just stands and bangs, doesn't protect his chin. Granted, he would still land occasionally, but a guy as precise of a striker as TJ can't just be slinging like that. And so, it showed.
0: And TJ drops him and then a very iconic image of Cody who's like seeing stars. Oh,
1: and he gets up and yells in his yeah. face. That picture's nuts. Yeah. Oh, man. Tough. That was heartbreaking yeah, for us.
0: Yeah, as, as fans of Cody, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> but what a per, what a comeback from TJ. What a performance from TJ. Made him a two-time champion. Yeah. And he would hold the belt until he uh, popped for Lance armstrong as shit. So. Yes, true, true. <laughs> But I, this was my fight of the night. Like, this fight was fucking bonkers. And then the what the fuck fight of the year. The main event, though, was just as good. I mean,
1: the, one of the greatest fighters of all time returning <laughs> up a weight class against who? Michael Bisping, the, the most, guy that had the most fights in UFC history to earn a title shot yeah, the most, and then defended
0: I, against Dan Henderson, who the, was ranked 13th? The most unlikely champion in <laughs> UFC history, Michael Bisping. This is one of the most
1: unlikely fights ever made in UFC and history. And it's fantastic. Fantastic fight.
0: GSP comes in looking a little a little like a ring rust, you know, maybe. Michael Bisping
1: caught him impregnated
0: by aliens. Well, I... <laughs> I ain't talking oh, about sorry. that. i just I'm had to throw some Bisping on. Yeah, fun no, in there. it's funny, but I'm I'm I mean more like from a ring rust. Like he just looked Bisping looked good. Yeah, like early on Bisping was controlling, this and fight. he hurt GSP and had yeah. him bloodied up and everything. Yeah, but but GSP is one of the best of all time. Not that Bisping isn't, but GSP might be the best fighter. He is my number one fighter of all time. And then GSP rocks Bisping, hurts yeah. him,
1: drops him to the ground, pounces on him for the rear naked, puts him to sleep. With the submission GSP in round three, in
0: his return fight, becoming a two division world champion,
1: and then never defended that belt and vacated it—the exact opposite that Dana said he wanted him to do. But that's okay because he's a goat. So we <laughs> well, literally—I'm
0: pretty sure Dana said he was putting it in the contract to where George had to defend. But and he said, "Nah." He's, he had a yeah, that's true. He did have like a some very serious, with his intestines, very serious so. intestinal problem. Um, yeah. Less said about afterwards the better. But, but damn this but the night, fight was man. awesome.
1: Finished it with thirty-seven seconds left in that third round, too.
0: Was that really how much time was left? Yeah, thirty-seven seconds. Uh this these three title fights, this is the best that it's literally one of the best cards of all time. It's crazy. Crazy. But the three title fights themselves, this is so iconic. Yeah, I mean, this is why this is one of the reasons we get even more excited for three title fight cards just. Because of the possibility yeah. to rival this. That's It has to be. Because Will it ever happen? I don't three know. Three title fights in itself is like, it's happened, you know? Yeah, they're big deals, but like you look at like UFC 214, which happened after 205 when they went to New York, and we're going to talk about it, but people were only caring about the main event there. Look at the poster. Cormier versus Jones 2. Yeah. This fight, they said, nah. Everybody. We're putting all of you on. Yeah, Bisbee GSP might look huge, but that's different. <laughs> But no, they're like everybody's on there, and it, every fight delivered. So now look at that. Afterwards, all three of those I'll everybody's everybody getting, on everybody's on there,
1: and this weekend's has everybody on it.
0: Yep. So. Hell, even two fifty one even put Rose and <laughs> yeah, what, they put four fights. They put Rose and Jessica on there. <laughs> I'm looking for Patriots in a box very tiny <laughs> in the bottom. Uh, yeah. I mean, this fight just it's really the blueprint for what you want to see out of. Multi-title fight. Yeah, products. I mean, you all
1: know that we do classic pay-per-view reviews, so you're gonna you're gonna hear very in-depth details probably about every single one of these at some point <laughs> way down yeah. the line. But title fight-wise, especially because that's what we're focusing on. Unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable! Not only did we get three new champions, all three via finish, and great fights. If yeah. crazy,
0: well said. Two seventeen. We're gonna back up just a couple months. Couple months. UFC two fourteen. Happening July 29th, 2017, at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. The event that got moved. Right? No, you're thinking of 232. Oh, 232 Kesterston. got moved. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easy to think that because our. Is that bad? Because uh, Mr. John Jones. I'm dude. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the list piles up for that man, <laughs> That's doesn't There's a it? lot of cards. So, our main event was for the light heavyweight title, Daniel Cormier looking to avenge. His only professional loss to John Jones yep. at the time. Yep. Co main event, welterweight Tyron Woodley. No. Finally gets. <laughs> I'm trying to hype this fight up, but Tyrant Woodley going up against the rightful, the rightful contender Damian Maya. And Tyron Woodley went 23-23, baby. Well, we, we ain't got there yet. And. The women's featherweight title, it was up for grabs. And the GOAT women's fighter at the time. Chris Cyborg. Yep. Going up against Tanya Evinger. Former Invicta champ. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll start with Cyborg Evinger. I mean, a
1: beatdown for three rounds. Oh, my God. Hey, but shout-out to Tanya. She's as tough as they come. And the fact that she even went three rounds in that fight is unreal. But uh, Cyborg gets the TKO. (sighs) I mean, Tanya
0: Evinger is a bantamweight who was fighting featherweight. I mean, it was... This is like a legit...
1: Uh, fighter, you know, especially how good she was in Invicta, but it just showed the levels that Cyborg was at that time. Especially at 145. Well, this was
0: a belt that was vacant because Jermaine Durandamy beat Holly Holm at UFC 208. Less said about that fight, the better. It's just weird. Afterwards, Jermaine Durandamy basically says, I'm not going to fight Cyborg. (laughs) Even though this whole division... Was built for Cyborg. Yeah, and she... (laughs) So she gets stripped. yeah, it was one over. of the quickest strippings of a belt you'll ever see. yeah, it' was weird. So now you got here cyborg and Evenger fighting for a vacant belt yeah, and cyborg is right in the at the top yeah. yeah and she would stay there until two thirty two where she would get oh, decimated by the goat and that is the this. car that got moved to California that is <laughs> yeah, that's the one so then uh, this coming event. Yeah.
1: Alright, well, okay, so the 23 for 23 thing, Damian Maya shot in for 23 takedowns, Tyron Woodley stuffed and sprawled and defended all 23 of them, quite incredible numbers, and outside of that, (sighs) not much happened. This fight sucks, (laughs) I'm just gonna say it, this fight's ass. And we're nice for the most time on here,
0: because we respect these guys. Yeah, I mean this this fight's brutal. It's it's so hard to watch. It was weird. This was like the definition of doing you know what, what you had to do to win. This the, here's the shame of it is Woodley. We, got this shit is the on fight that we wanted Damian Maya to get a title fight. Yeah, it was a feel good story. But yet, once he got it, we're like, wait, he's fighting Woodley. Oh, that's not gonna go. well. yeah. yeah. That was kind of the thought. I was like, oof. Woodley, Woodley was
1: destroying people. There, well, because Woodley
0: know? beat starts Ravi Lawler to win the belt. Yeah, then he had. An awesome fight that went to a draw with Stephen Thompson. Second fight? Yeah. They rematched. Eh, not a great fight, but Woodley retains. So then here, this fight. This is kind of the start. This and the fight before it. Not where, the best two fights period yeah, it's for where people tyrant, were kind of like... Dana. Tyron 2. Boring wasn't shit. big on it. Yeah, yeah. Dana had a lot to say about this fight afterwards. Luckily for Tyron, he bounced
1: back huge against Till, but... Yeah. But, yeah, this fight wasn't great. It was it
0: was a tough one. And, you know, it's not all his fault. Yeah, true. true. There's two guys in there. That's but true. Damian Maya was trying, and we knew, what he, knew he couldn't compete on yeah. the feet with Woodley, man. And Woodley just wasn't throwing at yeah, all. Yeah, so, you know, that's that fight. Uh, main event. <laughs> so we get the rematch. Cormier Jones. This was the best fight of the main card, I thought. Crazy Cormier was winning this. fight. Cormier was arguably winning. It was a good fight, solid fight. It looked like it was starting to heat up. DC looked good, man. In this it fight. was starting to kind of hit like a starting like a to peak. get to a crescendo. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, Jones K-coosh. lands the high kick, and DC starts. Went and DC's left side starts sagging, and you're like, "Oh no!" He went down, man, or I should it, say, his right side. And yes. um.
1: And I mean, John had that killer instinct on this, didn't he? He went in and just he pounded him. Daniel.
0: Chased him. Daniel's trying to run away and he oh, just falls on his phew, face.
1: It was bad. That um, head kick was nasty. I remember watching that and just being like, holy and shit. Just kinda, it just kind of took the wind out of his face. He just kicked earth. the head
0: off of his shoulder. Because DC looked so good.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, John has finished plenty of fights. But <laughs> this one was brutal. And of course, we get an and still. But there's a little bit of an asterisk.
0: Yeah, there is a little bit of an asterisk. That asterisk is uh, you can't do steroids. Yep.
1: John Jones pops again for this was the second
0: time at this point.
1: Yeah, gets stripped of the title. So literally
0: after he has this triumphant return, all the hype around us. Like I said, this fight was really promoted as a one fight card. Yeah. Everything you know. Do you remember the hype videos of Jones being like, "I have to get my life back"? Oh, this was sick. The hype was unreal. The videos were amazing. Because there there's legitimate hatred. These guys hate each other. Competitively. And then Jones wins, and he he, he he says that Cormier is an amazing champion and father. Yeah, it
1: was like, it all was like, oh, It felt like this the, is end good. Of, the end of it was like, okay, we're. John trying. Jones turned the page, the rivalry. And not, just, even, not even a week hours, later. 48 hours, I think, or something. Not
0: even a week later, that man pops for PEDs again, stripped Daniel Cormier's champion again, and fights for the title like January of that year. Or the next year. Well, I'm just Balkan. saying, Daniel Cormier is in, still his champion, and again. to this day
1: says he hated that. He said, "I lost the belt. I had to fight to earn it back. I didn't just get it given okay, back." Okay, but to he me. did. He did. But you know,
0: <laughs> stand-up guy. I'm Cormier, just saying. Right? I'm just saying. Like, man, how deflating that is. And, and overall, that, because of that, it kind of makes this card feel pointless, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, the main event's great, then, but
1: the 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 ultimate result. Just really hinders it. I mean, it, it really. And it does. was a great fight too, back and forth. It was a
0: great fight. A gr- I mean, one a of the finish. one of the best promoted fights I've ever seen. Yeah, the UFC it was do. very good. But then you just <laughs> it takes the wind out of you with what follows. And yeah. Because of that, it's got to be probably not necessarily the bottom of three title fight cards. It's definitely the one we least talked about on this episode. It's not my least favorite three title fight card. But it's close. Fair enough. So now we're going to go back to probably the second best—the granddaddy, the one that
1: started a new era. It we really, talked about it on the Reebok uh, episode last week. The very first event in New York City, Madison Square Garden, UFC two zero five, all around as a promoted event. Holy shit!
0: The promotion
1: videos for this were unbelievable.
0: November twelfth, twenty sixteen. Never Madison it. Square Garden. Mm-mm-mm. This. You talk about I, this card as a whole. Woo. Me being very new to the sport, this was like, it felt like Christmas. You oh. know? It felt like mm. this new love I had for this sport. And then you have this huge card, this huge milestone, and that they're back in New York. Yeah. First time at Madison Square Garden in New York City. like, And they had a card that really lived up to the hype too. Because and a guy by the name of Conor McGregor. Did, well, that's what I was going to get to. <laughs> That that main event you had champ versus champ, yeah, history. The featherweight champion Conor McGregor moving up to fight Eddie Alvarez, the lightweight champion. Coming event: Tyron Woodley, the newly crowned welterweight champion, looking to make the first defense of oh, his title against man. Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson. Mm. Women's strawweight title fight to get slept on Poland versus Poland. Yeah, this fight was huge. Joanna Young versus Karolina Kovalkiewicz. I just watched this fight last night. You in, did oh, in yeah, preparation I did. Did. for yeah. this, and you were totally right. Uh, right, this fight is so slept on. Yes, because of you know the Rose and Joanna. This fight is fantastic. People, we're just going to go ahead and start with both <laughs> of these women were undefeated at the time, both from
1: Poland, both striking. Um, um, technical phenoms, phenoms <laughs> yes, in the striking realm, and they went tit for tat for five freaking nobody, rounds. I
0: nobody, nobody talks about. This I part. didn't remember it, but when I watched it, Carolina hurts Joanna like
1: multiple times, dude. Carolina was so good. She people dropped, forget she, how good. She
0: nearly dropped the champion. Yeah, and Joanna was unstoppable at this time, and yet after this fight, we just talked about two seventeen. Joanna still had that that, that aura, aura about her. Yep. And yet, untouchable. this is where we first saw the cheeks and the armor. Yep, yep. It was Karolina Kovalkiewicz. Thank you. This fight's fantastic. Thank you. But it's not fight of the night. Because? Because the following fight, Tyron Woodley, oh Stephen Thompson. Man. They fought to a majority draw. This you don't fight, see that
1: often in title fights.
0: Woo! This fight, to see Stephen Thompson, you know, the nicest guy in the world. But you saw some grit here. You saw some heart. And if it's not
1: for that heart and grit... He really doesn't even get a draw in this fight. And if it wasn't for
0: him getting dropped and getting a 10-8 against him, he wins the fight. Yeah, Woodley, that right hand. Oh, that's a right hand. Look, I know now it's kind of made fun of that like Woodley backs up to the fence, throws the right hand. It made an appearance recently against Luke. But here... Oh boy, it was cooking. It cooked. Because (laughs) right before this
1: is when he dismantled Robbie. Yeah,
0: and when he hit Stephen Thompson with it, and Thompson just like... (laughs) drops on his back we yeah. were like oh shit <laughs> that was late in the fight and then, yeah that was like third round I think yeah. he did that then the fourth round he hurts him again but was Steve... the fourth round the 10-8 I, for... I forget I, which one I was forget which the 10-8. one eight.
1: because clearly the 10-8 is what made this a drop but I mean otherwise
0: Steven Thompson wins the fifth yeah. because he won rounds one, two, and five yeah five that's what which is even crazy. the fact that he comes back and wins the final round that's what makes this <laughs> one of the best fights ever crazy man the fight's amazing it's the best fight of the card. But if even if that wasn't enough... <laughs> Conor McGregor? Champ Champ? Conor McGregor. This TK's. was like
1: Pete Conor Mania, by the Pete way. Pete
0: Conor Mania. Literally, it was. He'd finally gotten past Nate Diaz in 202 in one of the best fights of all time. Yes. He's headlining the first fight back in New York against Eddie Alvarez, looking to become the first it... multi- two-weight simultaneous champion. Isn't this... Cr-
1: I don't know why this is like... Weird to me or funny. Isn't it funny that Eddie was the champion? <laughs> Isn't that just random? I don't, I don't know. know. I just He's such a slept on fighter, and maybe oh, he, he, he is. This guy went court. on a tear to win the belt, beat RDA, who was at the time like. RDA was looked at as unstoppable. <laughs> well, he dude. beat Anthony him, Pettis. Him and and Anthony Conor Pettis. was going to be a massive fight should that yeah. fight have ever I happened.
0: I think RDA destroyed Anthony Pettis, who was Weedy's box guy. Yeah. I
1: mean, everybody thought Anthony
0: Pettis was like the next and big And Alvarez
1: player. starched oh. RDA. Yeah. At the uh, Ultimate Fighter finale that summer. It wasn't even on a pay-per-view. Then the son of a bitch is headlining at MSG with Conor McGregor. Yeah. So random.
0: And the shit-talking leading up. Man. Oh, it was
1: beautiful, wasn't it? Eddie held his own, but this Classics. was... Classics.
0: Hey, Eddie didn't get the worst of it. Jeremy Stevens got the worst of it. Poor guy. that <laughs> <laughs> has been the same since. He really
1: hasn't. He said, poor guy. Hey, and Conor McGregor put on the best performance of his entire life.
0: Oh, it's the best we're ever going to see Conor look. And this is one of the
1: best title-winning performances ever. Yeah,
0: I mean, this fight is all Connor. zero. When he put
1: his hands behind his back, I got chills. (laughs) Like, dude, this guy's on another stratosphere.
0: Eddie just, you could tell Eddie was just like... Shaking in his boots. Yeah, I mean, this fight was decided before... Yeah,
1: it may not have looked like it at the press conferences because Eddie was holding his all... Connor was in there, like swimwear. (laughs) I mean, he really was.
0: But, I mean, what a way to cap it off. You see Connor holding both belts. This is when everybody loved Connor. This was peak Connor mania. And then after this is when people just started to not like him as much. (laughs) Right. But I remember us going crazy when this happened. I
1: have a photo of this moment. Yeah, you do. And I'm not like a Connor stan, but I respect what the guy did. And this was historical. What a way to cap off. The first off.
0: simultaneous champ champ. What a way to cap off one of the best three title fight cards. The first one they had had in a long time. It, is it, it's only fitting that the two best three title fight cards
1: both happened at MSG. Oh, it's yeah. only fitting.
0: MSG cards are just... It's, it's the mecca.
1: Yeah. I can't wait till they go back. Because they're going to go balls to the wall when they do it. Yep. Woof. And... Ladies and gentlemen, the grand
0: finale of <laughs> so the So y'all might have thought. Y'all might have thought. People are be like... Huh? People were, people probably were like, oh, UFC 205 is the first one, huh? Nope. This paved the way. <laughs> UFC 33. 33. Give them a date on this. Well, titled Victory in Vegas. I this love was the, the title. I love hmm, that. I want to make sure I get this right. Get it right. Take your time. I believe right? this was the first pay-per-view yeah, yeah. ran by the new owners of the Zufa? UFC, Zufa. It was either the first or second.
1: And it's only right. They just throw a banger on
0: paper. I believe that that is the case. I hate that I don't know that. Don't fact check him. We try. It's the first or second. I think it's the first. Fair enough. But this was such a big deal because this was the first UFC card held in the newly established fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada had just made professional MMA legal in the state.
1: Yeah, the UFC before this was fighting all over the place. Can you believe
0: that? For eight years, this promotion didn't fight in Vegas? They weren't even allowed? They were
1: fighting on Indian reservations in the middle of Kansas. (laughs) I mean, they were everywhere. It was crazy. So this
0: event happened September 28, 2001. That's right. September 28, 2001. Two weeks after
1: 9-11. Crazy. Wow. At
0: the Mandalay Event Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the worst three-title fight card in history. There will never be another card. Is this the worst card? It's one of the worst cards <laughs> in UFC history. Can you believe it, people? There's three title fights on this bitch. <laughs>
1: we were like, it's why really... are they finishing with this one?
0: It is one of the worst. I I've, I tried watching this whole thing. And you couldn't. It probably took it about five hours. It is such shit that I had to take a shower afterwards because oh, my... I just felt dirty. But let's talk about the fights. Hey, some big names on the card. To be fair, oh they oh trust they me, stacked me, they they called it victory in Vegas. This was supposed to be the the victory lap. Loki, let's start they, naming they, cards they, again. They, they literally were like, no no, no, no listen listen, listen, listen. <laughs> you, you guys don't understand. This wasn't <laughs> this was this card wasn't to decide if they were victorious or not. <laughs> They would already crossed the finish line. Yeah. This this card was the victory lap. Yeah. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Main event. Light heavyweight title, Tito Ortiz. Tito. one of The, the Huntington
1: Beach bad boy. Legend. He's on your freaking, uh,
0: it Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yes, he is Crazy. on my it. Looking to defend against Vladimir Machushenko. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be Vitor Belfort. But yeah, I
1: just right. noticed the poster has Vitor.
0: I did not notice that. <laughs> I couldn't find one. <laughs> the poster <laughs> they, Vitor.
1: They, they never made a new one. I don't okay, know. Okay,
0: well, <laughs> anyway, continue on. Anyway, so it's Vladimir Matyshenko, not Vitor Belfort. Way to say that name so seamlessly. event. <laughs> the lightweight title. Jens Pulver. The Twitch guy for one, UFC now. one of the most underrated fighters in UFC history. Yeah. Going up against Dennis Hallman. Look at that guy's record. Dennis Hallman, best known for wearing a Speedo in the UFC, I believe. And then
1: getting cut immediately
0: after. Yep. And we had the inaugural middleweight title fight. Literally, the first middleweight champion was crowned this night Dave Monet and Gil Castillo. Mm-mm. It's all bad, guys. <laughs> guys, this I i don't even think we can go fight by fight here. But Dave Monet does become the first middleweight champion. So if we ever decide to do a UFC trivia segment on this podcast, you might want to write that Take one your down. your notes, kids. Because it's You're Dave Monet. It. Dave Monet. <laughs> Jens Pulver retains against Dennis Hallman. And Tito Ortiz retains against Vladimir Matushenko. All three of these With that, fights. We're out? Was we'll he on for. I'm just kidding. All three of these fights went to decision. And I'm going to tell you the, the cherry on top why this event's so bad. For <laughs> we're the people. So
1: passionate about <laughs> this and I love it. For the people, who, for the, bought, bad for the people
0: who bought this shitty event. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. You know, imagine. Imagine you're sitting at home. 2001. Didn't even know what UFC was. You got lost, your family or... around you, friends. Popping some bottles, Mm -hmm. eating some popcorn or some pizza. Pizza, wings. wings. Yeah, yeah. You're watching Victory in Vegas. You're like, man, the sport I love has finally made it to... The fight capital of the world. Tito's here. Chuck's here. I know he's yeah, not in a title
1: fight, but Chuck Liddell, Matt Sarah. We're not getting into the whole card. <laughs> I realized that, but I just had to mention it yeah. because both those fights went to decision as well, which is getting you to know his point that he's about to make. So you,
0: you're watching. You're like, man, I'm so excited. This card's stacked. Just have three title fights on one card. That's unheard of because guess what? It never happened before this. Yeah. Matt Sarah Eve Edwards comes on. You go, Huh. Eh, well. First fight of the night. Eh, that's the first fight. Yeah. Matt, Matt Sarah wins. You're like, okay. Well, yeah. Matt Sarah wins. Chuck oh Chuck Lidell's coming the up. The Iceman. Uh he he beats Marilla Bustamante, you go, eh, man, Decision, usually Chuck usually Chuck's in better fights than them. Yeah. We'll go into the title fights. This oh month. we got the very first middleweight champion. Wow, Dave Monet kind of who's Gil Castine? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, Dave Monet, first champion, okay. Five rounds. Jens Pulver and Dennis Hallman come up. Jens Pulver, Pulver big name, huh? Yep, Pulver retains. V U Nam Susan, you go,
1: eh. Oh, another five rounds. You're all of a sudden looking Ooh, at the clock. Looking
0: at the clock, and you're like, "Damn!" <laughs> you're like, "I gotta, I gotta go to church in the morning." Like, what's going on here? You're like, "But hey, I gotta stay up for Tito." It's the Huntington Beach Matt. Yeah, and you're fire like, on the. And shore. you're like, he's not even fighting Vitor anymore. It's Matyushenko. He's got to dominate this fight, right? Well, I'm gonna tell you that that guy who watched that on the couch, he has no idea what happens, because this fight, <laughs> every fight on this whole card went to decision. So therefore, it went over there a lot of time oh, on paper. Oh my word! And the pay-per-view providers had to cut it off. They cut it off. This fight gets cut off like halfway through the second round. <laughs> so basically, you stayed up and watched this piece of shit card. It's like three in the morning, and then point. you have no idea what happens in the main event. Yeah. So guess what? UFC had to give. And but, by the, the f- way,
1: this is 2001. There wasn't no Twitter. You weren't checking yeah. the, the the scoring. So this guy watching with his fan, he's like, "Huh? <laughs> what happened?" He's got to read it in the
0: newspaper. He's like, like he's got his day. remote. He's just like, he's like, "What? what, what? Why did my TV turn what? off?"
1: He couldn't even read it in the newspaper the next day because they didn't cover the UFC. They back didn't then. cover the
0: UFC. So he's probably calling. the paper. He don't know who won to this day. So he calls the <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> does, does it. doesn't he calls the pay per view provider, and he goes, "What's going on?" He goes, "Hey." I paid money for this shit. And they're like, yeah, yeah, sorry, you're like our hundredth call. Here's your money back. <laughs> UFC had to give out a lot of refunds for this one. And game. this is a time where they did not give out refunds. And guess what? If anything, they were doing them a fucking favor. Because the rest of that fight ain't shit. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, we're getting canceled. Yeah, okay. Look, uh oh, I, hmm. I only feel I only feel like I can talk this shit for so long. Because Dana White has even said this is the worst <laughs> event the UFC's ever done.
1: Especially under the newly, you know, Zufa era back then. This was this was like worst case scenario. For <sighs> them. They didn't want this, especially stacking the cards so much.
0: Mm. And tough. I mean, man, the UFC tried it for a while where they would like, yeah, they would have thirty three, they would have the number, but they would have like the the name, the name with it, yeah. And it always blew up in their face. Like doing a card titled "Knockout" and there was zero knockouts yeah, on the card. Yeah, this one victory in Vegas. And
1: although there were people that were victorious, hmm. the fans were not. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what matters most.
0: It's one of the worst fights of all time. From a business cards of all fight. time, and it's also <laughs> one of the it's, seven. Yeah. three title fight cards.
1: If we if we do a tier list of Ooh. these seven, this is far below all the others. Yeah,
0: it's 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 way below the rest of these. Now, I mean. <clears throat> You have some star power on here. It's just these fights just suck. But let's get into the numbers. Let's get into the nitty gritty, huh? Yeah. So, I decided to do some math here for you. So across these seven cards, you multiply each by, one three. by three. Twenty-one. Twenty-one title fights. Yep. There have been ten, and news crown. That's nearly half. It's basically 50-50. That's counting John Jones, of course, before the no contest. Yes, true. However, three of those, Mm -hmm. you put a little asterisk on because they were vacant. Vacant belts. So you take that out 7 of 21, that's one-third. Not bad. So about 33% and news. Therefore, (laughs) And three of those seven happen on one card. Yes. For what that's (laughs) worth. But every single one of these cards has had an and new champion. Does it continue
1: going into UFC you have 261 this week? You have
0: to wonder, because even when you take out those three that were, you know, that were um, vacant yeah. going in, seven out of 21, one out of three, you have three title fights coming up this Saturday. That means...
1: One of them's gone. Who's it going to be? Just if some, history tells us anything. It's just right?
0: something a little fun I wanted to present when, to you when guys. When you look into it. Right? Yeah. But uh, any other final thoughts on these cards before we...
1: Man, I had a freaking blast doing this. This, yeah, this was, was so great. awesome, so fun, and um, all leading into one of the biggest cards of the year coming up, the return of fans in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here breaking it all down for you, of course, on Friday, but this was an absolute blast. Let us know what you guys thought about this.
0: Give us some ideas, more like this, like the history of, yeah. you know? Oh, I have so much fun going yeah. back and looking at it. As you can tell, when I get it, I, I'm very Don't passionate. get Noah into the, the old very, days. Well, I'm very passionate about the history of this sport. I think that's fair to say, right? Like I think, fair to say, I think um, we balance each other very well. Even though we're interested in all aspects of the sport, I think you do a much better job staying up to date. Like today, like I think you're you have a better grasp on today's happenings. And you've and done think, so much research. I think I've done so much beginning. research on the past that I think I have a very. And good that impresses me. I'm going to
1: toot your horn for you here on the air, mm-hmm. because you literally didn't even become a fan until 2016. Yeah. But therefore you just went on a whole ass rant about a fight card that happened in 2001. A fight when card we were that free. I didn't
0: even watch live. We were three. And I was still pissed.
1: So, that's <laughs> Well, you know I what?
0: I, re- I appreciate the, the the kind words you of gave course. me right there. Yeah. You know what? I surprised myself. <laughs> I didn't realize that when I put my mind to it, I can also learn something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> motivation
0: motivation
1: wednesdays i might not judges. be
0: able to study for shit in school but boy can you study i some can fight. study some fights
1: man if that ain't happening on some merch down the line i don't know what is
0: <laughs> but it, as for the rest of the week friday we're it's gonna be big the big one the mecca the, the, <laughs> but the new mecca jacksonville florida yeah, yeah. ufc two six one
1: three title fights Valentina Shevchenko, Jess Kondraj Jean Whaley, women's flyweight, women's strawweight, Jean Whaley versus Rosanami Yunus Personally, for me, my most anticipated title fight of the year so far. I'm just going to be honest. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this.
0: That's a really. I don't know if that is for me. I know it's it's up there. It's got to be up there, but I'm like, man, is that really number one? Man, I've
1: been waiting on this matchup for so long, man. So long from a stylistic standpoint, I can't wait for it. And then, of course, the main event, the rematch. Kamar Usman, Jorge all part two. Plus, Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. Plus, Chris Weidman, your eye haul. It's a hell of a main card. And there's some good prelims as well. Yep. So, Friday, we break it
0: all down. And then, obviously, Monday, we'll Recap result, it all. Results and recap. <laughs> yeah. Till then, Dominic, tell the good people where they can find you on social media. Twitter,
1: Instagram, at DCLee14. Find the podcast, more importantly, on Twitter, on Instagram, at B-A-J underscore M-M-A podcast.
0: And as for me, if you go to my bio on Twitter or Instagram, at N-T-Baker underscore, you'll be taken to our link tree, which gives you the links to all the platforms that the podcast is on, along with social media platforms. Yes. That includes the Twitter, the Instagram, the YouTube channel, and Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. It's all on there. Run them all up. And there's a couple links for the Anchor page. First... Leaving a voice message. If you have a thought about an upcoming fight, a news story, if you just want to say hi or tell us we're a piece of shit, mm. you got 60 seconds to do it. Mm. And there's another link if you want to become a supporter of the podcast. That just provides with a few dollars a month, all that money goes back into improving the quality of the podcast, mm-hmm. whether it be audio equipment mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. down the line doing a video podcast. So, again, you can find all of that if you go to my bio on Twitter or Instagram at ntbaker underscore. But with that, we're out. We'll see you all on.